Next on BYU Sports Nation, giving the people what they want. No, really, what do you want out of the rest of the BYU football season? The voice of the Cougars, Gregor Bell, will join us to discuss that, plus our expectations for tonight's BYU Hoops Cougar tip-off. And a pre-national champion on set. Yes, that's a real thing. Rory Linkletter of second-ranked cross-country in Studio Bay. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, October 25th, wherever and however you're dialed in, always nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who I should point out is not wearing the same shirt as me, Jerem Jordan. So I show up today, and I was like, Dang it! <laughs> I have the same shirt. So I'm zipping this up. We, we've worn the same shirt a few times before. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more. Yeah, because we don't talk about what we're going to wear today like 99% of the time. And I looked at you, and you had that jacket on, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I've got I had no intention you. of wearing this jacket, though. Now but you now are. i got to wear the now jacket. You have to. Yeah. I, That's not, one of your rules, right? Yeah. I, I just think it looks funny. <laughs> When we wear the same shirt. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. why I don't wear a white shirt to church. Always. Maybe some Mix it uh, up. plaid designs on it. It's still white. Some stripes sometimes. in it. You know. Occasionally be the white. rebel with a light blue shirt. It, oh, well, yeah. Settle down. Oh, okay. uh, you settle down uh, over there. Uh, if you missed the Kalani Satake show last night, BYU football with Kalani Satake, it was awesome. And... I'm not sure I anticipated that with BYU being 1-7. and seven. Listen, uh, as the producer of that show, we want to make it the best show we can. We're producing it like BYU is 8 now, right? Uh, but BYU is 1-7. and seven. Ha- Have there been uh, you know, less people on certain weeks? Sure. But last night, I walk into the lobby, and there's members of the BYU football staff out there and some players. And Greg Rubel and I chat, and come to find out, there, there was the entire uh, coaching staff and 20 to 30 players. Whoa. That showed up, plus the Satake clan. So we had a great crowd last night. We've had tremendous crowds, regardless of number, if you catch my drift, each week. You're all welcome to show up. Uh, you can sign up on Mondays, boycougars.com slash Satake show. But Kalani Satake was visibly and audibly emotional at the support that he got last night. It was a cool, cool moment. If you missed it, we tweeted it out last night. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah, not surprisingly, he was not expecting such a turnout yeah. and uh man it's i tweeted it out it's one of the best things i've seen in a while i did tell kalani after i said hey you know if you cry you owe the crew donuts just fyi that's how this works and it's <laughs> like i almost did didn't i, I was like, yeah really cool to see a lot of the good. team and the good. entire staff show up to support their coach as byu gears up for a home game against san jose state which brings us to the headlines it's your byu sports nation headlines BYU football bearing down on that matchup with San Jose State. Both teams 1-7. The Cougars remain a two-touchdown favorite on Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Head coach Kalani Satake had this to say yesterday about the matchup with the Spartans. Just looking forward to competing and, and just really excited about being home and giving our players another opportunity to play against, uh, against another team and, and uh, being San Jose State coming, coming here. We have a lot of guys from the Bay Area that, want, that know a lot of the guys on the team too, so it'll be a lot of fun. 
Coverage of the Spartans and Cougars begins on Saturday, 2 Eastern, on BYU TV with Countdown to Kickoff. The actual game airs on the airwaves of BYU TV. Ulatolu Tao was cited on October 8th for possession of marijuana in Orem. Head coach Kalani Satake was asked about the freshman running back. Uh, the situation last night on BYU Football with Kalani Satake here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We love all our players and we will support them 100% and uh, just looking forward to getting them all on the right track. But uh, the love and the caring is there and the support's there and as well as from the, the fans and, and the people around BYU. Citing the policy to not talk about individual players, uh, Sataki didn't comment specifically uh, on Tolutau's playing status, which is unknown for Saturday. Men's basketball hosting the annual Cougar tip-off tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Yesterday, Coach Dave Rose joined us in Studio B. Yeah, they'll scrimmage tonight, but they are ready to play other teams. Practices are getting, you know, we've been practicing a long time, and it's time to play somebody else. So we'll play ourselves tomorrow. And then after that, we'll be coaching just one team. The first chance to play another team will come Friday against New Mexico in an exhibition to raise funds for those affected by Hurricane Harvey in Houston. Tonight's Cougar tip-off can be streamed on BYUtv.org, the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel, and heard on BYU Radio. Do not miss it. We'll be on the call, so as Jerem said, you know it's going to be good. What? I didn't say that, but it will be good. <laughs> Junior outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry is the ESPNW National Player of the Week in addition to her West Coast Conference Player of the Week award. The 8th-ranked BYU Cougars big match Friday night against 18th-ranked San Diego, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Friday night, you better watch that. And uh, hopefully in some way we can watch the BYU-New Mexico game. TBD, as of now, no. Uh, but if not, you still got the women's volleyball match to watch. 21-1. and one. For eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball. Woo! Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Hope for a better future. We've heard the following words from the head coach, Kalani Satake, of BYU football this week. Aggressive, explosive, and desperate. So, with those three words in mind, let's go right to the Twitter question. What do you want out of the rest of the BYU football season? Use the hashtag BYUSN at AJ Beers. Just one more win. One more. Please. Use the hashtag BYUSN and win. Greg Rebell will tell us why San Jose State is a great candidate to give BYU their second win of the season in just a bit. We thought this last week, too, but San Jose State's even worse than ECU, uh, and, and BYU's at home, so I expect BYU to win. So what do I want? Yeah, what do you hope for? I want 4-1 and one down the, the back five here. That's what I want. Fresno State's a game that is not likely to win, um, but I would like BYU to win this Saturday, see some offense, get into the 30s, uh, play good ball, feel like this is BYU football again, that would be nice, okay? That would be nice. Find a quarterback in offensive identity. That quarterback is Tanner Mangum. He needs to find himself, and the offense needs to be aggressive. Tanner Mangum's a baller. We saw him as a freshman do something that no other freshman had done in school history. That guy needs to come back and incorporate number 12 and compete and improve. I want to see... BYU be the team that we want them to be. That doesn't mean a 40-point win against San Jose State. That means good, solid defense, a few takeaways, aggressive offensive play, get into the end zone, just so we can see a game where we go, yes, a win, and I would take a one-point win. I really would. But I want to see quality play. You're at home, San Jose State, 
has struggled mightily as BYU has this year. Not the same kind of schedule. BYU's had thirty-five guys injured. Like it's this has been a season that we will never forget. Those are that's for what I all of the see. wrong reasons. Yes, that's what I want to see. Four and one record in the final. I'm five. just keeping expectations low, man. <laughs> I would like BYU football to win at least three of the final five. Yeah, Fresno State's going to be a tough game. That game at Hawaii is a weird contest yeah, because they're, of they're the old and rivalry, and yeah, they're yeah. okay. They've got yeah, some offense. It's over Thanksgiving on the islands. It's tough to make that trip. I want BYU, yes, to win three of the last five, but while they do that, take risks on offense. We've heard about aggression, and we keep hearing the word aggressive from Kalani Satake and his staff. I want to see fades to the corner of the end zone to Matt Bushman. And bombs down the field to Jonah Trineman and Aleva Hifo. I mean, just straight-up aggressive play calling. If it doesn't work, oh, well. Just take a shot. Don't play to not turn the ball over. Be aggressive. Throw the ball all over the field. If that results in a few more interceptions, so be it. That's what's going to happen when you take a more aggressive play-calling stance. And I want to see fire and energy and passion on the field and sideline all game. Like I saw from Tom Holmo at East Carolina, down with his hands on his knees, shouting encouragement and instruction at individual players after each and every play. I was like, Coach I, Homo was bad. I, yes, it was Coach Homo on the sideline. I want to see that from players. And there were moments from Butch Pau and Fred Warner where that leadership and the emotion started to come out. And I'm like, man, I, I want to see that all game. I want to see that the entire game from the BYU football leaders, especially. I would love to see Tanner Mangum just get absolutely angry about something and scream in his offensive line's face, even if it's not out of anger, but just, just fired up. Show I, me life. I like it when Tom Brady does that. Tom Brady doesn't lose his mind a lot. But every once in a while, you'll see him on the sideline going crazy in front of his offensive line. And I'm always like, yeah, let's go. And I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I like that he does that. I want to see something like that from Tanner Mangum. We'll get that from Kalani Sataki. That's who he is. Well, we got it from him last year. All, like, all but one of those clips we just showed on BYU TV of Kalani Sataki being emotional last season. He has had moments to go crazy. Let's give him, a go, let's give him some go crazy moments. He, Utah State, he got excited on the, the, uh, the flea flicker. Yes, he did. Those have been few and far between in the 2017 season. Understandable. It's, it's hard to get uh, amped up when you're down by 20 in the fourth quarter. It really is. North, yeah. So this needs to be in the first half. Jerem wants Third four quarter. out of five. I want at least three out of five. Talking about wins in the final five BYU regular season games. We both, I think, can agree on taking risks on offense. You specifically want BYU to find an identity on offense and specifically at quarterback. Man, and I want that passion. I just want to see the guys enjoying the game of football. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. Being 1-7 is not fun, but being 1-0 is very fun. Well, and if BYU is going to take risks offensively, you would think that they have to be more aggressive in the passing game, and you said it early, right? Go be aggressive early. Yes, do it early, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is throwing an average of 6.25 times in the first quarter 
of each game this season. Only six passes a game so in the I, first quarter. How does that compare to the other quarters? 6.13 in the second, 6.8 in the third, 11.7 in the fourth. Okay. So I would think, and we don't know the status of Ula Tolu Tau Saturday. Uh, if he's not available, I would think BYU wants to throw the rock a little more. Trey Dye might be out for a little bit. We'll see on that. Uh, I would think that BYU can be aggressive offensively. You're 1-7. Why not? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You lose? You, that's happened seven games in a row. It's As, San Jose State. Like, there's going to be opportunities there. Like that, there were last week, but BYU didn't really take them until it was too late. Has anything bad ever happened when BYU has thrown it up for Matt Bushman? I mean, just throw it up to him. Has anything bad happened? Yeah, no. Coming up, what to expect from tonight's Cougar tip-off. And the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, on what he is wanting and expecting for the rest of the BYU football season. Hi, Greg. Gregory. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You know what it is. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Just do it. Yeah, can you believe that conversation for the, from the first segment? Crazy. The Cougar tip-off is at 9 Eastern tonight on the BYU TV app, BYUtv.org, the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel. So basically every other source besides BYU TV it's, itself, okay? If you have a question, just tweet at us. And BYU Radio. It's the first look at the 2017-18 men's basketball team. I can't wait. While you think about basketball, answer today's Twitter question. What do you want out of the rest of the BYU football season? Winning. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 tweets in, hope. B, aggressive. Show improvement and give us some hope for next year. Basketball rebellions are built on hope, Spencer. Yes, they are. Thank you, Prince Leia. (laughs) Prince? (laughs) What? I I don't. Well, I wasn't going to call you princess. Of all the princesses, that would be fine to call me that. Whatever. Uh, joining us now, movie connoisseur, voice of the Cougars, all-around good guy, Greg Rebell, back in Greg. Studio B. Greg, welcome back to the show. Hello, boys. Hi. Are you a Star Wars quote guy? Uh, I, I'm just enough of a fan to keep a conversation going with my son. But, uh, you know, I'm not the most hardest core of, of, of Star, Wars, Star Wars fans. Are you going to go to Last Jedi with us? Oh, yeah, we've already got BYU tickets. Oh, actually, we've already, got my, we've already got tickets, my son and some others. Well, I know, yeah. I do too, the 14th, yeah. but I mean on the 15th. Are you gonna come I'd be happy to go with you guys. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Count me in. Yeah, I'm glad we could uh, solidify that on the air. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we hadn't talked it's about that until right now, yeah. so that's great. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Yeah. It was great to see you, Greg. Yeah, it's an invite. Greg, we'll start with our Twitter question. Well, we started with Star Wars, but now to the football. Uh, what do you want out of the rest of the BYU football season when you travel with this team and are calling games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, wherever they are? I want what Al Davis always wanted. Just win, baby. Oh, yes. Yes. Find a way, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's by one, it's by 20. Just find a way to win. Now, listen, w- winning out would be awesome. But I would take, you know, a competitive game in Fresno. I would take improvement, progression, to me that's winning, to me that's offense. To me, What does that look like to you, kind of that aggression that you, you've, you've said, hey, let's see more aggression. Kalani Sataki mentioned it Monday. What does that look like to you on the field? Well, I'll, I'll use the last couple of games uh, as an example. Um, we saw BYU um, run with the fullback on third and six, on third and nine, on third and 11, playing very conservatively, very softly. Uh, in an attempt to minimize, I think, uh, mistakes. And it was just almost a concession to me that uh, you know, we're not going to be able to do 
the things we thought we could do, and we're going to kind of play it safe. And then this past weekend at ECU, right before halftime, chance to take a lead into the locker room, which has been pretty big for BYU, and, and seven straight run plays to get close to the end zone. But Tanner Mangum was off the field. Uh, again, very kind of conservative toward the goal line. Let the clock run down. Don't give them a, a chance to get the ball back, and you kick a field goal at the end of it. Those, those to me, are, are the kinds of things that don't – lend to the aggressiveness Kalani's referencing. And I, I just want to see BYU play more to win. Uh, Kalani said it himself. He feels like they've been playing not to lose some games. And uh, now what do you have to lose but more games? Just go play. And uh, let, let's see a more aggressive mindset. Uh, don't take Tanner Mangum off the field when you're close to the end zone. Give him a shot at the end zone. Uh, put the ball up a little bit. We saw BYU go really toward uh, – you, you look at the last game, the ECU game. Uh, the pass distribution was really interesting. It was It was – Four passes in the first quarter, eight passes in the second quarter, four passes in the third quarter, and then 25 in the fourth quarter when the game was getting out of reach. And if, 25? If there was one team against which you could throw the ball all night long, it was ECU. And BYU had 10 throws for 61 yards at halftime. And Tanner ends up with 300-plus on the night because they chucked it around. And I think you could have chucked it around all night and given yourself a better shot against DCU. If you had started with that mindset from the beginning, I'm not saying 25 passes per quarter, but I'm saying if you'd been a little more aggressive off the start, maybe that's a different game. And I think that the drive right before halftime was kind of a teller. Um, they, they were more concerned about clock and more concerned about just gaining those little yards. They were gaining on the ground, but they really didn't uh, go aggressively for the end zone and try to take that lead before the break. And I think those are the kind of things Kalani references in moving forward. Yeah, I think we said playing not to turn the ball over, which in, this, in essence is playing not to lose. Yeah, and the BYU game. had the, you know, the, the one big turnover game. The seven turnovers at Utah State kind of skews everything. That was the one where things got out of hand. But it hasn't been uh, necessarily an epidemic. Yeah. Uh, it was bad that game. And BYU has you know, more picks than they'd like. They have twice as many picks as TDs. But, uh, but that said, you know, what do you have to lose right now than, than more games? What is the most shocking statistic you have encountered all season long with BYU football? Well, I think among the most telling statistics is the significant drop, drastic drop in third down, fourth down, and red zone efficiency from last year to this. It's gone off the cliff. And those are, those are, the, those are the key plays, right? Those are the biggest plays in any game. Uh, can, you, can you move the chains on third down? If it's desperate on fourth down, can you do it? When you're inside the 20, are you scoring touchdowns? They were good in those areas last year. Very good, actually. Uh, they would like to see more touchdowns than field goals in the red zone last year, but they were a good red zone scoring team. And those numbers have really dropped off precipitously from last year to this. So in the most crucial moments of the game where BYU was good, they've been bad this year. That's, that's the most telling statistic, perhaps. But ultimately, and this isn't a very uh, complex analysis, it's points. BYU has 11 touchdowns in eight games. Mm. There was a game in which BYU scored 12 touchdowns in a single game. Back in 1980, when they beat UTEP 83-7, they had 12 touchdowns mm. in a game. They have 11 <laughs> in eight games. Now, that's one extreme to the other, certainly. Wow. But averaging one point, you know, one-ish touchdowns per game, 1.2 touchdowns per game is not going to get it done. So really, to me, it's just the, the shocking thing is, is just how infrequently they've been in the end zone. They have seven touchdown passes on the year. Max Hall had seven touchdown passes in a half a few years ago. Uh, so it's just uh, it's points. And, and BYU uh, has struggled to see the end zone in a way I never thought they would struggle. Everyone knows that Kalani sees it, coaches see it. It's all about point. Don't give me the yards. Don't give me this. Give me the points. 
And uh, if you get the points, you'll, you'll get a few more of what you really want, which are the wins. But 11 touchdowns in eight games, seven touchdown passes in eight games. These are uh, very unfamiliar numbers. Only one team in the country scores fewer touchdowns per game than BYU, and that's Kent State. And I don't think you want to find yourself in that neighborhood. No. What are they, the Golden Flash? Yes, they are, awesome. Jerem. Have you seen Stranger Things? Have you seen this show? I've heard of it. Yeah, you should yeah. watch it. In Stranger Things, there's a there's a place called the Upside Down where it's cold and it's dark. BYU is in the Upside the Down. BYU offense has gone to the Upside. We've down. seen Stranger Things with BYU. We football have this seen year. Stranger <laughs> Things. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, what is a stat that matters with this matchup Saturday against San Jose State? All right, Coach Elisa Tuiaki wants his defense to average three takeaways per game. Coach Tuiaki, I've got I've got the team. Where am I looking? Okay. I've got the team for you. It's San Jose State. San Jose State averages <laughs> 3.3 giveaways per game. Whoa. 26 turnovers in eight games. The 3.3 per game is by far the worst number in the FBS. They're good at turning it over. They're excellent at that. And BYU wants a few more takeaways. Uh, Tuiaki's, Coach Tuiaki's defense is averaging about 1.1 turnover uh, takeaways per game right now. He wants to be at around three. And uh, that's, that's about what San Jose State mm. will give you. So uh, that's our stat that matters today. That's why that BYU is was a two-touchdown favorite in Provo, right? Yeah, and BYU One was the a, reasons. BYU was a favorite uh, last week against the spread. It's Let's not been not good talk for Brigham. About that, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Let's break the streak this week. Okay. Um, let's talk hoops for a sec before yeah. we finish with a cool thing about Canada, which is also, by the way, talking about hoops today. Oh, okay. Jeez. All right. Yes. Uh, Cougar tip-off. First uh, chance to see this new look BYU team. What do you expect tonight? Uh, in the Cougar tip-off. I expect us all to be calling the game. Yes, yeah. that will happen. That's going to happen. And this is the only time all year that's going to happen. Yeah, so uh, Jeremy Spencer will do it on the uh, on the TV and the, and the YouTube. You'll be on BYUtv.org. Yes. People can stream you and watch you on the YouTube, and Mark and I will be doing it uh, on the radio like we do. So uh, we'll all be doing our thing tonight. Uh, I, I want to see what uh, uh, a, a Heath Schroyer-infused offense and defense look like with mm. Dave Rose, of course, overseeing the entire procedure and, uh, and coaches uh, Lacombe and, and Lewis uh, contributing uh, what they have to share and have shared. But I want to see what it all looks like uh, on the floor tonight uh, with guys who know each other pretty well, of course. It's blue against white, and pretty much everyone knows what each other's going to run. But uh, will we be able to notice things that make us go, oh, yeah, this is a different look for BYU? And I suspect that we will see some things that uh, lead us to believe this will uh, give fans a, a new and different look at what BYU basketball is able to do this season. The only guy that won't play that is on the roster, I believe, is Ryan Andrews. Well, he's uh, yeah, he's nursing some knee issues. Yeah, Yeah. okay, so uh, seven on seven, Cougar tip-off tonight. Well, they're going to play five on five, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, free-for-all out there, wouldn't it? Roster Just, uh, of seven on Black <laughs> football, <Seven>. no linemen <laughs> tonight in the Marriott Center. It's going to be awesome. Yes, <laughs> seven players on each team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I was uh, right, yeah. going for there. Okay, Greg. Uh, time for a cool thing about Canada that was so appropriately teased. Yep. So the NBA season has just begun. We're just underway with the regular season. Did you know, Canada has more international players on NBA rosters than any other country, and for the fourth straight season, that is the case. Canada gives more foreign players to the NBA than any other country. You say, oh, the, the Serbians or, or the Spanish, or, but no, it's Argentina, it's Canada. Canada has more international players in the NBA on opening night rosters than any other country, and it's been that way for the last four years. Wow. Yeah. 
Gonzaga's Kelly Olenek contributing to that. Kelly Olenek is one of them. Andrew Wiggins. Yes. In fact, we're going to run them by really quickly here. <laughs> so there are 11. We still have time in the song. So okay, really ahead. quickly. Yeah, yeah. Tristan Thompson Cavs, oh. Dwight Powell Mavs, Jamal Murray Nuggets, Trey Lyles Nuggets, Corey Joseph Pacers, Tyler Ennis Lakers, Dylan Brooks Grizzlies, Kelly Olenek, Miami Heat, Andrew Wiggins Timberwolves, Kem Birch Magic, and Nick Stauskas. With the Philadelphia 76ers. Nick Stauskas, that's yeah. right. Who knew? I didn't know Stauskas was Canadian. I didn't know. Uh, that's Trey why I'm Miles here. That's why this Canadian. segment exists. And John Calipari apparently recruited. Not Canadian. He recruited Canada, and, right? And a few of those with guys. Trey yeah. Lyles yeah. and Ennis. And, yeah. Is Canada paying you to do this segment? There's some rumors about that. Can you play that up? <laughs> you know, I really should be in touch with the, uh, <laughs> with the National Tourism Board up in Canada. Because I give them some good pub week to week. It's worth something. And that yeah. is a cool thing. <laughs> about Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big finish. Yeah, nice layout there. Yes. That's fun laying right. out in the perfect right. way. Uh, perfect way to wrap up this interview, Greg. We appreciate the time. Don't miss behind the mic tonight. Hey, Greg that's right. Jerem's on the show tonight. Yeah, can't wait. Jerem Jordan, uh, BYU Deputy AD Brian Santiago, and the great former Cougar running back Jamal Willis. Jamal's story is really cool. I hope you all tune into it. He was a running back coming out of Las Vegas. He wanted to go to Nebraska. Tom Osborne wanted him to go to Nebraska. Why didn't he end up at Nebraska? He'll tell us tonight. Oh, fantastic. I want you to call me deputy host. Deputy host. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Greg. You bet. Hey, we'll see you guys tonight at the Marriott Center. Yes, you will. The Marriott Center awaits for the Cougar tip-off. In fact, we will talk more about what we expect in that scrimmage. Five players against five players on the court, for the record. But roster yeah, seven. The Cougar tip-off going down. What do you think is going to be the most exciting thing to see tonight? I'll tell you coming up. Okay. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We call it Radio Vision. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. You can join us anytime, anywhere you like it, thanks to our on-demand features. Thanks to Al Gore. After further reviews, replay is coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. If you missed it last night or you loved it so much you want to watch it again, you can do it. It's coming up in about 30 minutes. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, beginning with BYU football, bearing down on a home matchup with San Jose State. Both teams 1-7. It's been well documented that they have struggled. The Cougars remain a two-touchdown favorite on Saturday against the Spartans at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Head coach Kalani Satake had this to say last night about Saturday's matchup against struggling San Jose State. Just looking forward to competing and, and just really excited about being home and giving our players another opportunity to play against, uh, against another team and, and uh, being San Jose State coming, coming here. We have a lot of guys from the Bay Area that, want, that know a lot of the guys on the team too, so it'll be a lot of fun. All-day football on BYU TV with coverage kicking off Saturday, 2 Eastern, with countdown to kickoff. Freshman running back Ula Tolutau was cited on October 8th for possession of marijuana in Orem. Head coach Kalani Satake was asked about the Tolutau situation last night on BYU football with Kalani Satake. We love all our players, and we will support them 100%, and uh, just looking forward to getting them all on the right track. But uh, the love and the caring is there and the support's there, and as well as from the, the fans and, and the people around BYU. Satake cited the team policy not to comment on individual situations, and Tolu Tao's playing status for Saturday and moving forward is unknown. BYU men's basketball will host the annual Cougar tip-off tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. 
Coach Dave Rose joined us in Studio B yesterday. They will scrimmage tonight, but you better believe the Cougars are ready to play other teams. Practices are getting, you know, we've been practicing a long time, and it's time to play somebody else. So we'll play ourselves tomorrow, and then after that we'll be coaching just one team. The first chance to play another team goes down Friday night against New Mexico in the pit in Albuquerque. Yeah. A game used to raise funds for Hurricane Harvey victims in Houston. Tonight's Cougar tip-off can be streamed on BYUtv.org, the BYUtv Sports YouTube channel, and heard on BYU Radio. Do not miss it. Jeremy and I are going to bring it. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to see this new-look group. I really am. Junior outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry is the ESPNW National Player of the Week in addition to her West Coast Conference Player of the Week award. The 8th-ranked Cougars, by the way, host 18th-ranked San Diego. 8 versus number 18. Great matchup. San Diego, Friday night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Who doesn't want a top-20 showdown? That's a rival. In the league, I would say that's the rival for BYU. Yeah, you agree let's with that? go. Yeah, absolutely. Live on BYU TV, as Jeremy mentioned, 9 Eastern. Okay, Jeremy, tonight... The Wednesday night spotlight falls on BYU basketball. Yes. Yes, inter-squad scrimmage, seven players on each side. What are you looking forward to the most about the BYU basketball tip-off? I want to see how different this team looks. What kind of defense are they playing? What kind of offense? By the way, having talked to the coaches for a long time about the beginning of the season, BYU doesn't want to show what they're going to do per se, but we're going to see some nuanced differences in the way BYU plays defense. The way BYU plays offense, more patience, more motion, less called plays. You're going to hear Heath Schroyer scream tonight. It's going to be fun. It's a new look in many ways with the roster and coaching staff with the addition of Heath Schroyer. I'm excited to see the difference from last year's squad to this year's. And it's our first time to look at them. I want to see what a full offseason can do for a couple of star freshmen going into now their sophomore campaigns, Mm. notably Yoli Childs and TJ Haas. What has conditioning and a full year done for those guys as they go in to their sophomore seasons? Yoli's not a mission guy, but still, he's wanting he's to make that mission. jump. He's wanting to make that jump. And TJ has now had a full season not coming off of – or full offseason not coming off of a mission. How does that translate on the court? How does Zach Selyus look from distance? How do the newcomers – Look, like which newcomers will inject life into can Jashir Hardnett be the point guard that BYU's needed for a while as a backup? Because there hasn't been a lot of depth from the guard line. Remember last year we were talking about games where BYU had zero bench points? That will can, change this year. Can the bench Dalton Nixon, can he inject some life as a stretch for? Peyton Dastrip lost, lost 40 pounds. Can he be a contributor in a bigger way this year? Can can uh you know because John Brown, can he inject some like Ryland Bergerson, the only freshman on this team, what does he do? Uh, Ryan Andrus is out for a while, uh, as you said. So how much better is BYU from three? There's a lot of questions. Uh, no Eric Mika. What does that mean for BYU's offense? What does that mean for its defense? How much better is Yoli Childs? Because when I look at most improved from the time I've seen this BYU basketball team play in the offseason – I would say Yoli Child's number one. I would say Dalton Nixon, number two. I'm looking to see what he can do as well. Where does Elijah Bryant fit into this whole conversation? 
I think he has the biggest upside of any guard BYU has. He was a conference freshman of the year that transferred to BYU and has gone through some notable injuries, really never got healthy at any point last season until the Portland game, and then he goes off for 37 yeah. in the Child Center. It's nice to have uh, the only Child Center, exactly. It's nice to have a bunch of guys that could go off. So hear me out. Nick Emery, do you feel like he could go for 30 any given night? Yes. TJ Haas. Yep. Yoli Childs, we'll see on that one, like a 20-plus. Uh, he could do a 20-20 Certainly. at some point. Zach Selyus. Sure, why not? He can make eight three-pointers I believe that he could make eight threes in any given game. There's a lot of weapons. And Eli Bryant. And then Elijah Bryant, of course, who you highlighted at the beginning. So there's like four or five guys that could go off, could lead the team in scoring. There will be at least five BYU players that lead this team in scoring in an individual game this year. Yeah, I believe that. I think four will average double figures. Who will lead in scoring tonight in the Cougar tip-off, Jeremy? You're the historian of yeah, yeah, all yeah. stats for there's the Cougar a, tip-off. There's a rich history. Kyle Chilton and I spent a full month in the offseason, <laughs> uh, the BYU Men's Basketball Sports Information Director, digging up all the Cougar tip-offs. Like, Mel Hutchins had a 43-27 and 27 in the 1951 stop, stop it. Cougar tip-off. Stop it. Held at the women's gymnasium in Provo. Fun fact. Who will score the first bucket of the night? I love these. Oh, the like the, the prop, prop bets. Yeah, the prop yeah. bets. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was it? Three years ago, 2014. We, we, Weber State. BYU's opening the season against Weber State. Luke Worthington. Oh, it's Long Beach State. Long Beach State. Work. Luke Worthington gets the first bucket, and I turn to you and I go, "The people that bet Luke Worthington <laughs> to score the first bucket of the season just got a lot of dough." <laughs> Oh, so funny. It's going to be fun. And then, of course, Friday night against New Mexico, next Wednesday against Westminster, the next week against somebody I can't remember on the schedule. And then that is – those are the four, essentially, exhibitions. Then it's on. Then it's on to a certain game in a certain amount of days. Countdown to the Delta Devil. 17 days counting down to the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. We should just say Mississippi Valley State, and then it's like the Mount St. Mary's. Oh, yeah, Remember? yeah, the, Bo- St. Mary's. the Bulldogs. I was driving through L.A. a few weeks ago. I saw Mount, a sign for Mount St. Mary's, and I was like, well, well, well. There you are. <laughs> there you are. 17 days away from a game that actually counts on BYU's resume. Wait, what? But again, the exhibitions right. will make the Let's see what they can do, baby. Up. Let's yes. go. Let's go. Hey, coming up, an update to the top five BYU male ginger athlete power rankings. Are we really doing that? Yes. Wow. BYU cross-country ranks second in the nation, and we have a pre-national champion in oh, studio next. Oh, look who's next. here. Rory Linkletter. Oh, yeah. Ready to take down the WCC this weekend. He's in a tie. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and a fully caffeinated Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day I'm not the BYU one with Dr. Sports Pepper play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast <laughs> weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, Cougar tip-off tonight, 9 Eastern time. You want to see caffeine in action, check it out tonight. As the BYU Cougars in the Cougar tip-off, you can watch it on the BYU TV app, BYUtv.org, YouTube.com slash Sports as well as BYU Radio. So check it out tonight. Drink an ice-cold Coca-Cola and watch some BYU basketball. You get paid from these guys, man. We mention them a lot. (laughs) It's the year of the caffeine. It's the year of caffeine. Right? Yeah. What do you want out of the rest of the BYU football season? 
I know we were just talking about basketball, but yes, football still matters. At Elay Barrett says, more decisiveness from the Ty Detmer offense. Take some risks. It says from the Ty. From the Ty is and the, the tie. offense. Yeah. Take some risks. If our offense remains stagnant, I want Mo Longy in as running back. Hashtag wrecking ball. Mo Longy was there last night, and Kalani Sataki during a break said, are you sitting in one chair? That was an actual <laughs> question that he asked him. Oh, the then he was like, what should Mo be for Halloween? It was funny. Oh, that's anyway. fantastic. Anyway. See, those are the things you miss if you are local and don't come to the yeah. show, yeah, come the BYU out. Football with Kalani Satake. Come hang out. Okay, listen, we've done this before, but it's time to update our BYU male ginger athlete power rankings. Really so let's start this? with number five. Okay. Joe Critchlow. Burned his red shirt. We should call it a ginger shirt. Number four, TJ Haas. Cougar tip-off tonight. Love it. Number three, Patrick Fishburn, a.k.a. Ginger Quake. He's Num- really good at the golf. He'll be on the PGA Tour. The golf and the tie. And number two is Matt Bushman. Caught his first touchdown pass. And number one is our next guest, who's probably the best athlete at his sport on this campus right now. And his name is Rory Linkletter. But he doesn't think he's a ginger. He thinks he's blonde. Rory, what's up, man? <laughs> it's blonde. It's blonde up top here. Okay, now in the person, lighting, it the is, lighting in Studio yeah. B actually we we made it helping so it looks, that. Yeah. Cause, no, yeah. I actually think it looks red on the screen right now. Do you really? Right now, yeah, the lighting it definitely looks more red than it no- normally does to me. Okay, now riddle me this: Would you would you rather be blonde or not be number one? Like, do you want to be number one on this list, but admit there's some ginger in there, or not be on the list? <laughs> That's a tough one. I'll, t- I'll take the recognition. I'll just I'll, strawberry blonde. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, partially. Yeah, yes. strawberry different, right? Yes. Ten thousand meter runner up, Y Awards preseason power couple All American, and now the number one ranked ginger on campus. Which and of the pre national champion and the pre national champion. Yes. Now, which of those titles matter the most, Rory? Um, probably. Pre-national champion. Okay. I'm sorry. Because that's I, I an love actual the race? That's an actual race, yeah. Not just opinion. <laughs> now, we have uh, – this is like three years in the making, too, because we've hosted the Y Awards, and you and uh, your girl, girlfriend, Jill Van Mierlo, right, uh, have uh, been on our case, let's say, uh, <laughs> about not being on this power ranking. So you, you've, you've pushed yourself into a must-be-on-the-power-rankings position. How proud of that accomplishment are you? Uh, very proud. That's been been a been a high goal for both of us for quite some time here. Uh, it's more so like finally that like yes. like come on. It's about <laughs> time, right? Yeah. It's about fill in the blank time. Yeah. Okay, going back to this pre national championship conversation, the race was held in Louisville, at the exact same place the real national championship will take place. How was it different? How will it be similar uh, when you actually go back and run there in Louisville again? So it's very similar because I did get about 50% of the field that will be at nationals was at pre-nationals. So that uh, there's a big meet in Wisconsin that same weekend that a lot of teams will go to. But we felt like it was more important that we got some course experience and knew how to race there. Uh, m- many of us had never run at Louisville. A few people did two years back when they hosted nationals. But um, we thought it was going to be good for us to get out there and kind of experience that. But I also think that that was a good uh, rehearsal because we had a lot of guys that ran well there that are going to be factors at the NCAA meet. And especially 
there's a, a lot of Kenyan athletes in the NCAA that are notorious for taking that pace out and making it hot from the start. And they all happened to be there at the pre-national meet, and I got to experience that really hot pace from the start and okay. still come out on top, which was kind of the perfect simulation that I wanted going into nationals. Did that push you in a way that helped you? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, one of my weaknesses in the past, I felt, has been being able to hold on to that, those hot paces in the middle of a race and stay in contact so that I could finish the race up top. And, you know, a lot of the critique of my second place finish at the uh, 10K outdoors was that I could have won if I was just a little closer mm. when I made my move. Because you were in, what, 10th? Uh, last yeah, lap or something? 10th with like 800 to go. Oh, so I love that. Um, this year's been all about, you know, I want to win a national championship, and what I have to do to do that is be more in that picture when the pace is hot and when it's really hard, uh, stay in contact so that I can come out on top and not just second. I think that he just created an alternative to go fast, go hard, hot pace. Oh, hot pace. Yes. Can we use that phrase sure. on our show? Hey. The Rory Linkletter hot, hot pace. Hot, hot pace. pace. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I like that. Like the Kenyans. Okay. Okay. Uh, when you cross the finish line, you kind of went with this jersey pop situation. Rep, rep BYU. Rep, rep BYU. By the way, nice uh, pullover. I love it. It's great. Yes. Very similar. Yeah, you're wearing the same shirt as him. Why is that well, not a big deal? It's not exactly the oh, same. It's Mine's a little bit different. different. It's, okay. Yeah, his is cooler. Regardless, he's rolling, back to but. popping the jersey. Did that Was that executed the way you wanted it to be executed? So it was hot in Louisville. <laughs> hot pace. <laughs> it was a hot pace. Hot it was pace. Hot, hot temperatures. And I think, you know, I went to the arms with the kick. It was Guns are blazing down the down the home stretch, and I was like, I like to celebrate those wins. You you don't get to win every time, so I like to soak that in. So when I knew I had the race secured, I was like, well, this time, like this is about the team. This is our coming out party. Uh, this is where we show that we're contenders. And so I was like, rep the Y, right? I was like, flash that Y, and I went to grab the jersey. And these jerseys this year are really really nice. They're, they're kind of like form fitting a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was hot and I was sweaty. And I went to grab that jersey and I kind of didn't get it fully. So I, <laughs> I'm getting close to the line and I'm trying to grab it. And eventually I just like smack my chest like yeah. you know what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. Yes. And then I do like the little Cam Newton. Yes. <laughs> this all happened in yes. 1.8 seconds as well. It was very quick. Oh it very it, yeah. Quick. Tom and Homo I, talked about it with me. So I mean he know he's like you seem trendy. It was awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, I got some flack on. Some Social media said worst jersey pop ever, but, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll get a, another chance to perfect it. Okay, this men's cross country team has been good for a while, but this is a special group. You guys are ranked second in the country. We joked you're the pre-national champions because you won that meet. You took second in the 10K. You just won this. Is this the year? Is this a national championship year for the men's cross country team? We are all on board as this is the year. This is the year to capitalize on the the talent we have. And the camaraderie and, you know, everything's just all in this year. And so we are national champions or bust. If we don't win the national championship, I don't want to say it's a disappointment, but, like, that's our only goal right now is, you know, eyes on the prize, top spot on the podium. And right now it's a collision course between us and northern Arizona, and it looks like we've separated ourselves as the class of the NCAA right now. And it's going to be really close, but I think we've got the right guys to kind of put it together. So why isn't BYU ranked number one right now? Um, because Northern Arizona won last year, and you don't dethrone the champs ah, until you beat them head to head, right? Okay, kind of like Alabama football is always number one until okay. someone beats them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, three more meets left: West Coast Conference Championships this uh, this Friday, uh, and then uh, the NCAA Mountain Region. You know, two weeks after that, and then in three weeks, the NCAA Championship. So, what will it take to kind of pace yourselves through these three important meets? So, this conference championship, this is a fun one. We like to kind of treat conference and nationals as the two big ones. 
WCCs is a actually a pretty good conference in cross country. Portland right now is number three in the rankings, and so it's it's fun because they're kind of our rival, and they're really good this year, and we're excited to kind of have that you know get in each other's face and go at it at a uh, conference this Friday in Oakland. But um, yeah, that that meet is big, and then the regional meet is something where you just kind of go there, you just get to nationals. That's mm-hmm. the goal. So. Uh, we'll run probably four of our top seven and rest three and bring in some alternates, or maybe we'll rest two. And we're just going to put ourselves in the best situation to win the national championship eight days later because that's a Friday before the uh, national championship that's on a Saturday. And going into nationals, it's at this point, it's all about staying healthy, staying right in the mind, and believing that we, we can do it. Nice to have that depth as a luxury. We have a lot of depth. To be able to go to regionals with that and uh, rest some, some guys for nationals. Do you want Spencer to run as maybe the sixth or something? Uh, too risky. <laughs> too risky. <laughs> for his ankles? I yeah, I agree as well. I agree. Yeah. I want to go back to one of the best stories that's, that's ever been told on this, uh, this set. You're in 10th place with 800 meters to go in the 10K at the NCAA Championships in uh, Tracktown, USA. Uh, over the summer, Ed Eyestone's on the sideline. He 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 yells to you. What was it? Be great. Be great. You and you heard his voice. Oh, I I always hear coach's voice. And you heard that, and then you then you go from tenth to second. It was like that's a, a, one of my favorite stories that's ever been told here. Yeah, it was a, it was like a switch was flipped at that moment, and it was just game time. So it was really fun. Be great. Be great. Also, set records wearing jeans, right? And and you said it. Yeah, tell us about that. Okay, so <laughs> it's just kind of like a social media craze. I call it my first publicity stunt ever. Uh, so I, I posted like 100 retweets, and I'll do a blue jean mile attempt because everyone was doing it. And uh, <laughs> it got 100 retweets really fast. So I was like, okay, I'm doing it because, uh, you know, give the people what they want. And... <laughs> And so <laughs> I, if I was going to do it, I was going to go all in. We got a few guys to pace me so that I can, you know, hit the pace and then break that record. It was 416 point something. And in I, blue jeans. And uh, it has to be 100% cotton, no flex, nothing. Oh, oh okay. So they fit? No, actually, I, I don't even own a pair of 100% cotton jeans. Wow. So my buddy Clayton Young, teammate and co-captain, came in clutch, brought his, his like, oh, these jeans were – old bell bottoms like, <laughs> he had to, these were hand-me-downs for sure and they they did the magic so that's awesome went after it and it worked out R- rory Linkletter. all he does is set records in blue jeans he's the best athlete on campus right now right there keep it up man he's the best really cool let's give you some karma for the approaching wcc champion yeah we're excited we're gonna be following you guys yeah Thanks it'll be good it, good luck in oakland yeah thank you great yeah. stuff thanks rory all right you're officially on the power rankings i just want you to know that. yes he and is you're officially Sweet. on we don't know if we're hosting the His world. girlfriend, we'll awesome gymnast Jill Van Marillo, also here. It's official. Let's just make it official. <laughs> it's Sweet. official. There we go. Up next, Ashley Hatch, great soccer player, signs with the new team, and they are good, Jerem. Yo, Nanda. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Ravel and Rory. Be great. Link letter. Two Canadians. That is true. It was the Canadian show. Yep. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. We should have called this uh, True North or something. Coming up this week, Brian Billick, Sione Takitaki, and Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU and San Jose State, Saturday. Both teams 1-7 and seven, looking for the first win against an FBS team. I call it the FBS Bowl. 
Cougars remain a two-touchdown fave on Saturday at LaBelle Edwards Stadium. Coverage begins at 2 Eastern time on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. Ula Tolutau was cited on October 8th for possession of marijuana in Orem. Tolutau's playing status Saturday remains unknown. Men's basketball. Cougar tip-off tonight, 9 Eastern time. Yesterday, Coach Rose was in studio. He's excited to play other teams after tonight. First <laughs> chance to see that. It's Friday against New Mexico. Cougar tip-off, by the way, on BYUtv.org, the BYUtv Sports YouTube page, and the app, as well as BYU Radio. Don't miss it. We're on the call. Volleyball. I love how you sold that excitement. He's excited to play other teams uh, other than uh, BYU. He's excited to sports. Junior outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry in women's volleyball, the ESPNW National Player of the Week, in addition to being the WCC Player of the Week and the BYU Sports Nation Player of the Week. Nice. The 8th-ranked Cougars host 18th-ranked San Diego Friday, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Soccer. Ashley Hatch signs with Melbourne City FC. In Melbourne. The, in the Westfield W League in Australia, down under. Melbourne City is the defending W League champs and begins the season Friday. Year-round soccer for Ashley. Got to get that money. Got to Hey, got to chase down the whatever's. The, got to gotta get that what's money. What's the dollar called in Australia? A dollar? A dollar, I believe. A dollar? Ben Bagley can confirm that. An for original, us. original idea. Yep, it's been confirmed. It's a dollar. I wish it was called something else. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Rory Linkletter, listen, this dude's worked hard. He's been good, but now he's great. Like he's made the leap, leap from good to great. I like seeing those players make the leap. Runner up in the NCAA 10,000 meter. We shared the story of Ed Eystone yelling at him when he was in 10th place. Be great. Yes. Finish second. Love it. The pre-national champion. And he feels like BYU deserves to be the number one team, but they've got to beat Northern Arizona head-to-head to earn that number one And spot. Portland's number three in the rankings. Let's go. West Coast Conference Championships. This men's cross-country team, you could argue, is the best team on campus. Volleyball in the mix. Women's cross-country in the mix as well. Yeah, it's it's either men's cross country or women's volleyball, right? Yeah, both top ten, both fantastic. And do we need it now more than ever? We need a cougar tip off as well. That's what we need. What do you want out of the rest of the BYU football season? At Smith in Exile says development of younger players. That would be something that you said push towards next season. Yes, while also winning. They're they're developing a lot of young players right now, though. That's the thing with thirty five injuries to players that have seen significant time this season. Yeah, jeez. That 13, happens. 13 projected starters. Our elite tweet of the day from at Jake R. Kemp. I want this team, staff, and BYU fans to honor the seniors. Give them the second half of the season they deserve. Send them off right. Amen. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. We should shout out to a former cross-country person. Who should it be? Josh Rohatinsky. Ah, Yes. He was inducted into the Cougar Hall of Fame just this last year. He ran right before I did. All-American, national champion. After further review, coming up next.